Oh my goodness, y'all. What a week it has been since we last did the show. What a week indeed. Welcome to Megasheen, y'all. Yes, welcome to Megasheen, your breakaway from the age of apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) That we are, Lord, how are you, Nick? How are you? You know, I'm all right for the most part. Uh, I just ended my my run of Showgirls. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, bittersweet. And the craziest, well, I don't want to say craziest, the uh, surprise of ending the show. So Sunday night when it closed, you know, everybody's loading up, trying to get out, get out the venue and whatnot. Yeah. And I go to the director and he's passing out envelopes. And I was like, what the hell is this? So basically it was a paid gig and I had no idea about it. I said, won't he do it? <laughs> so your boy just got paid for being, you know, an actor. Uh-oh. <laughs> then my sister's going to say, oh, so you're going to be registered for the SAC uh, committee, right? I said, girl, bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole different situation. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then somebody at work tried to be uh, nice and nasty. Like, don't, so they're going to say, um, so how was your little play or whatever? I'm like, first of all, you don't have to belittle it by calling it the little thing. I'm like, girl, you lucky. I almost had to, (laughs) I had to remind myself where I was because I was about to snap on her. I was like, you know how old white white ladies are, you know, they'll start crying and say the big black man hurt them. I was like, okay, so let me just remove myself from the situation before she gets her hip broken. But anyway, how are you doing? Lord. I am doing fine. We're doing a lot of work right now, and that's okay. Um, And um, realizing that I I, I need to (laughs) I need to check myself on white women right now because I'm struggling with white women because everybody's been talking about this and I just start looking at it too the whole Carolyn Bryant situation um mostly if you don't know who Karen Bryant is people she's the woman who basically lied instead of Emmett Till whistled at her and got him killed as a young kid and that, and then she now says that she lied after all these years and it just makes me go back and I talked about this before on the podcast how you know, issues with white women is just very thin, not only with me, but many of us. And so I've just really been working myself with that because I do have white women as friends, but I do have a trust factor when it comes to them. And then after this election, we saw what they did. <laughs> and we realized exactly. what they did. Um, and then just looking at how everything has been panning out ever since he's taken office with all of these... these um executive orders that in some ways are about to be challenged because some of them don't even match up to the law and it's been interesting to see how we have been retaliating against him and just the level of beautiful disrespect we are giving this brat in office and this is unprecedented because we unprecedented because we have not seen this ever i mean of course they disrespected obama but that that was like your mama and them or your cousins and like those type of people, you know. Like, we knew that was gonna happen. But yeah, it was black. But this is just millions. And after we saw the march, and after we see the, you know, now the retaliation to the bands, the the Muslim ban, and then almost you saw the quick, you know, the the, the snatch up when you know we thought he was gonna come after us, the queer folks, and you saw how we responded quick <laughs> that you come for us, you ain't gonna be able to sleep at night because we're gonna be. At, coming you know like ninjas coming for you for that so it's just interesting to see but you know i i I still remain hopeful because i think this is going to be where we begin to get together better we will start we will start doing things a whole lot better because we realize what we can lose and i think it's gonna I, i hope this will bring out the best in us um especially as activists and people who give a damn about our country. I, I think it's going to really unite a, a lot of us um, to where we can defeat this starting 2018. 
So right. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. And I will say to all the white women that will that were was at the the marches and whatnot, it's cool that we were supporting the marches as far as women of color and other people of color. But in the same token, those white women have to be at black uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, marches that have to be at pride marches that have to be at transgender marches you know native american marches whatever mm-hmm. so i'm still looking at them side-eyed mm-hmm. but okay mm-hmm. we got we got y'all so we need to know that you all have us yeah because right now that trust is broke so we need to we need to know y'all got our back because again we know that y'all are a force. White women are a force. Becky's are forces. So we know that. But we need y'all to show up for us. We showed up for you. We try to save this country. Mostly black women try to save this country. And y'all, I don't know what y'all was doing. But y'all now know there is no more. Oh, we didn't know the impact. You now know the impact. And we need y'all to have your asses with us when we're fighting for stuff and when we're fighting for the rights of people of color and people who are queer, y'all need to be laid up right there, ready to go. Signs, your babies, get your man out there. Y'all need to be out there. Exactly. Lord. Well, well let's get into some geeky Aunt May's tea, though, because there's a lot. Like I there said, there's been a lot that's been going on. So what should we start with? What should we talk about as we get these let's, cups together? Uh, let's talk about uh, Roxanne Gay and being the, oh, yes. the, the yes, badass she, that she is. Yes, she did. So Roxanne Gay had a book uh, coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the title of it? Because I, I didn't write that down. Let me see. Um, she had a book coming out. I think it's Bad Feminist. Wait, is it Bad Feminist? Or was it already one coming out? Well, she, yeah, I think it's that no yeah, I think it's it's something <laughs> it's something right anyway uh, she uh, had a book coming out and it was from uh, the publishing house was Simon & Schuster now if you don't remember Simon & Schuster was the same publishing company that were uh, going to uh, publish a book by Milos Yiannopoulos mm. whatever the fuck his name is oh the and book he is had signed Oh, the book is How to Be Heard. How to Be Heard. Mm-hmm. And he had closed a six-figure deal with them. And so she pulled the book from that publishing company. Yes. And she said, uh, I can't in good conscience let them publish uh, their, my book while they published um, Milo's or Milo's too. So kudos to her um, putting her money where her mouth is. Because, you know, she could have published that book and kept it all hush-hush, but doing the right thing is not always the easiest thing. Yeah. Especially when it comes to money and, you know, you surviving. So, I'm hoping that she, if not already, has some kind of Kickstarter or a GoFundMe page so we can get her to self-publish the book. But kudos to her. And, you know, what? I think she'll be all right because I think because of her clout... And people know a lot about her. Um, she's going to be all right. But I like the fact that she took she took a big step to basically say, look, I'm not we're not doing this. And, right. and we're not supporting this foolishness because, you know, some people will say, well, it's the freedom of speech and we should hear all sides. No, this man is a bully. He is a liar. He is a bootlegger. He is this person that is just vile. And the way he treated Leslie Jones, the way he said things, some of the racist things he said, the fact that he thinks, you know, that he fetishizes black men, just all those things. No, just no. He's a fucking piece of shit, honestly. He is. I hope a house falls on him today. I I just don't give a damn about him. That's the person I'll actually go up and smack. I'll smack because I'm proper and I don't don't punch, but I will smack because I think that's that's prettier. And I would do that. Just slap him. Just tell him to go play in traffic on the 105. (laughs) And the 405 too because they'll get him plenty of times. (laughs) But you know, good for you, Roxanne. We support you. We got you. So good for fighting the fight for that. 
Let's see. Oh, and then this happened right after we got off the air last week. But Fox has, you know, they bought up the, the pilot or the idea for an X-Men TV show. Now. <laughs> okay, now Legion comes out this week. Uh, this week or next week. It comes out very soon. That so, poster looked cool. Yeah, and so and it looks interesting. So, you know, who knows? But we also know that Fox does not have the best track record with X-Men films or property. Except Deadpool. But everything else has been, you know, borderline, you know, just stank-ass garbage. And then to hear that the first episode... Now, I was happy to know it was just the, the first... I guess the pilot uh-huh. will be directed by Brian Singer. And I don't really want him on it. And I'm, you know what? he, I, I, I don't know this man, but I know his work. How about that? And I don't really like what he's done with it. He might be a nice person, but I just don't like the way he's treated the property. And so to know that he's doing his first episode, I'm like, uh, I can... And you know we're gonna watch it, but I I'm it, I'm curious about what this premise is because the premise is basically a family learns that their kid is a mutant and they on the run and they run into an underground mutant group, military style, who are I guess the X Men. Interesting. Yes. Well, I read that Brian Singer is also going to be the executive producer, oh, so. Oh. Even if he's only directed one episode, he still has his hands in it, which I'm like, why is he holding on to this so much? I mean, and I don't care if he is a fan. A part of me would be like, if I know people are not receiving my things well, the best thing I can do for my name and for the property is to be to step aside. Just to be like, you know right. what? Let somebody else have an opportunity. Diana left the Supreme. She let Mary take over. So that's what he needs to do. Let somebody else take over. We don't really need you to do anything else. You did enough. You did enough since 2000. Some, sometimes too much. Yes. But it's interesting because if you think about the X-Men as a military style group reminds me of the early 2000s when we got in the comics we got kind of the military style um, X-Men, the X-Corps, basically. They were kind of this corporation and they all had like these matching black suits and Jubilee had this very straight up, you know, Sia haircut <laughs> and everything from that time. And it th- that's what it reminds me of. So I don't know what this looks like. I don't know if we asked for this. Um, I will appreciate if the lawyers over in Disney just, you know, just get it together and be like, you know what, just, just let it, just, and maybe who knows what's behind the, 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 right. the curtain, but I'm just like, let, let's just let this go. I, I can't. I know that the show is developed by uh, Matt Nix, and he was a showrunner for Burn Notice that was on the US, USA. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh. Who watched that show, though? Well. <laughs> I saw like a part of the episode because the guy from um, Evil Dead was in it. He was like an uncle or something in it. And I appreciate him. But um, I don't... Okay. I think I was tripped and pushed into watching an episode of Burn Notice, but, you know, I can't say for certain. Yeah, The lead guy was kind of cute in a weird way. In a I-had-too-many-shots way? Um, No, maybe like just one... Like he's like he's like make out cute, not like you know, go and get yourself you know fleet clean. Oh, oh right. <laughs> but I'm just saying he was make out cute, but you know, I I I don't know how to feel about this. I just feel like Brian Singer, Fox, X Men. It's like that weird. It's like, ugh. I'm like, uh. And honestly, the last thing Fox touched. That was good with, in regards to X Men was the animated series. Well, you know that's true too because we got a lot more out of the animated series that we we got a good Rogue, a good Phoenix Saga because you know they try. Well, that's a rumor too, but oh, don't do that. That hurts my heart. All I want, <laughs> all I want, the people over there who are messing around with X Men projects and Fox is just go on social media and just look at the responses that will tell you all. You, they need to look at the receipts from. Um, Apocalypse. 
That is all they need. The receipts alone tells you that we was not here for this. We don't want anything else to do with Jennifer Lawrence. And so if they didn't tell them, like, we need to just maybe go, you know, go in silence for a couple of years or whatever. I don't know. Right. Speaking of uh, Jennifer Lawrence, oh, good old Kentucky mayonnaise. Um, she had, did you see that she had tweeted something or there was a story about her saying that, oh, we needed to support Trump now or she didn't get the, she said something outrageous. And I was like, girl, you are hanging on by a string. You're trying to get rid of your career. Because people, right. people are not already here for you. The white people are not here for you anymore. And when they're not here for you anymore, because, you know, I realized that we, we are always on the right train or we go on the right train first. I realize that people of color, queer folks, we we know, we know the deal before everybody else. We knew about Lewis Tam before everybody else, and then now all of a sudden here come everybody else trying to jump. I was like, y'all late, but anyway, we knew about her. Y'all just now trying to get on her. Taylor Swift too, because she got dragged today. That's no Drag to <laughs> That's another story, but Lord, Buzzfeed, y'all. <laughs> that was evil. Like, they did. Uh, they did one story right, and then like the next <laughs> few stories are like bullshit. So I'm still looking at Buzzfeed side eye. Yeah, but anyway. But yes, we were not that excited for the X Men TV show or whatever. But we will look at it. But you, they should know that it's gonna be a bunch of side eyes on that pilot. So I'll watch it if I have cable. Then we go. Yeah, we go. So we might have to live tweet it. We might have to do that. We just have to do that. So what else is happening up on here? Oh, well, on the DC pl- um, plot, um, they are moving forward with Black Lightning, the black superhero over there, one of the oldest, not the oldest, but one of the oldest um, combo characters. They're moving on with his show over, <laughs> well, at Fox. <laughs> um, but it, was, Jesus. <laughs> uh, it won't cross over with the Arrowverse shows in CW but it's moving forward um, and it will start production in March in New Orleans interesting and it's also produced by girlfriend a girlfriend favorite Maya Raquel, um and her husband and okay now I have hope for her because I know she'll do it justice yeah so we'll see how this show's go. This, uh, this show how it will go um I hope they don't call him Black Lightning. <laughs> now, have they um, have they already casted Black Lightning? I don't think they have. Because it would be really Hollywood to cast a white person as Black Lightning. Now, they, and then say it's for diversity. Now, if they do that, I'm not too far from um, Warner Brothers. I will, Actually, Warner Brothers is just literally three miles from me. I will go down there and just be screaming at the gates. <laughs> but no it's Fox so I have to go further down so let me go all the way down the further, whoever's doing it I'm going we'll start at Warner Brothers first and then we're going to go down to Fox and be like right. don't you dare do it but again Maya's like I like that Maya's like I was told by Apple Care <laughs> <laughs> with a megaphone too but I don't think right. she's going to allow that I mean I we know their work um, so she's not going to allow that they know better than that but speaking right. of a casting it um just popped up today that we now have a black manta and they just yes. passed him today and he is fine he was on the get yeah. down what was his name yab i'm gonna mispronounce his name because he has one of those yeah. pretty those pretty african name and i can't <laughs> and i don't want to mess it up but he's fine though what is this man's name because it just popped up and i was like wow it's- his name is Yaha Abdul Mateen II. Okay, well that's all sexy. That sounds like good bed sheets and good love to say. He's very attractive. Oh. Um, yeah, so he's going to be cast as Black Manta. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, "Yes, that's a good a good choice for casting." Yes. But in the same breath, <laughs> as in like an hour after they we found out this was happening. Nicole Kidman is in talks to play Aquaman's mother. Exactly. What? You know what? I'm going to throw a small piece of benefit 
of the doubt. I'm gonna we're gonna have to look up Jason's um, background because I, I I didn't know because I feel like let's look look at his background because <laughs> I feel like okay he was born in Hawaii. Um, well, his mother, I think his mother's white. His father is Hawaiian. His mother is, hold up, his mother is German, Irish, Native American. Now, I don't look at Nicole Kidman and see any mix of Native American. I see hospital white when I see (laughs) Nicole Kidman. I see rich diamond white woman. That's what I see. (laughs) I see see antiseptic white. That's what I see. (laughs) I see, let me speak to the manager, white woman, when I see her. So, I'm just Exactly. Saying. Okay. Well, maybe, I hope they in talks, meaning this is not... I hope the deal falls through, honestly. I, I, I do. Because I'm like, come on now. Can can we can we let... Can we just play around with that? Can she be a woman of color? Can she be something? Can she be, you know, just ambiguous? Give us ambiguous. Damn. I mean... At this point, this man has a Hawaiian middle name. He does not look white. I, I know his half brother, Patrick Wilson, which is which. Patrick Wilson is fine. I'm not gonna hurt. Him. I hate on him, but he's white. So can we? Well, I don't. Know. I, I don't know what they're trying to do here. I mean, I'm all for affirmative action, but damn. <laughs> but this is not. They can't be doing Jason like this. Lord. Exactly, and it's like, what is she trying to? I'm tired. No, Nicole, say no to it. But you know what? She was good in lying. I'm gonna give her that. She was good in lying. I enjoyed her in that. But I don't think you need to be in this movie. But that's okay. We'll see. Yeah, there's no denying that she's a good actor. Yeah. It's just, are you sure? Have you done your research? Are you sure this is the person that you want to play his mama? I, I don't know. But anyway, do we need his mama though? Because I don't. <laughs> I'm like, do we need his mama? What role? Like, do we need her? You know? Like maybe in like the first ten minutes of it, because you know they're gonna do like a backstory and know. when he was little and yada yada yada. Then he learned how to swim. Then he learned how to do a a, a tuck somersault you know the crazy ass shit that they do or maybe she's like the adoptive mama you know maybe then that way I could see that but (laughs) yeah I'm not feeling this one at all (laughs) but moving on in Unmaced Tea so uh, they are rebooting Queer Eye for the straight guy uh, that was a popular show in the early 2000s. It ran from 2003 to 2007. Um, what do you think about this? I don't think we need it. I didn't watch it when it was out. I, it's funny because someone mentioned that to me. And they was like, you know that was out during the Bush years when we're, when we're trying to make everybody like us. I'm like, okay, well, are they trying to do the same thing now? Like, I don't know. Well, see, they're already doing a Will and Grace Kind of a uh, reboot, a reunion. I, I didn't, I, I didn't watch Will and Grace when it was on. I didn't watch uh, what was this Queer Eye for the Straight Guy when it was on. I rarely watched Queer as Folk when it was on, and it always seemed like it spoke to, like, it was during the Bush era where we were trying to get visibility. Yeah, and it seemed like the only visibility we could get was rich, affluent, white gays. Yeah. And so to me, it feels like it's just like a an outdated kind of plot. Well, maybe they're thinking they should bring it back because of the election and like we need to reach out to these hillbillies. And I'm like, I don't, I guess I didn't watch it then. I, I don't think I will. I don't really care to see it now. I don't like the notion that we dress great because that, that's a lie. <laughs> um, I think that we... Do the most well. It's a court where we at again. I'm in the city, so therefore, of course, they do the most here. Um, but they do the most here. Yeah, they. Yeah, I can't take out Kentucky. I mean, I I just remember the good old days where I where we used to not know what the gay look was unless we watched something on TV or looked at a porn magazine. But <laughs> we didn't know 
what what the look was we were still looking like hillbillies or hip-hop whatever we were looking like but i don't i don't really care for y'all trying to rebuild straight i mean at this point we've we the straight men are they they got it together kind of i mean we you know after that we had what was that the hetero metrosexual we we've had these phases to where i feel like straight men are okay and even if they bring them back, are they gonna bring uh, queer people of color on it? Because it was very white. Uh, they had Jay. Last Jay time I remember. Yeah, Jay was the only one of color. What ethnicity was he? Was think, he black? No, he was Latino. Uh, one Latino out of how many? What was it? Five of them. I think it was five of them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and then it feels like they're gonna play up those same stereotypical. I'm the sassy gay. Oh, I'm the fashionista gay. I'm like, okay. Whatever. We don't. I mean, if y'all want to look at it, you can. I, I'm just not checking for it. If it, if someone was handing me a pamphlet for it, I'd probably be like, no thanks, thank you. <laughs> and it's going to be on Netflix, too. Well, then, that's that, that'll be a choice. <laughs> that would be a choice. That's your choice. On your seven ninety nine a month, um, if you want to watch that. But personally, I'll just pull up old Jam or old X Men cartoons, old GI Joe cartoons, and just watch those. Listen, my queue is stacked on Netflix. I got other things to do, like watch the, this upcoming season of House of Cards. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I got other things to do too, like like drive. <laughs> so I don't want to see. I do not want to see that. But we, so we're gonna move on. From that madness. Uh, let's see. So I'm going to mess up his name. And you know. Y'all forgive me. But the father of Pac-Man. Um, Namco Nakamura. I okay, that was good. Passed away. And he was 91. And, and, and this man created one of the. Highlights of many of our lives. Especially a lot of us who are older. But that was like the biggest thing. Is to play Pac-Man. To have a Pac-Man t-shirt. Some people in this room had a Pac-Man notebook, uh, t-shirt, poster, um, lunchbox, (laughs) cereal. Just obsessed with Pac-Man. Even though I could not play it to save my life, um, Pac-Man was the thing. And this man, you know, he started a revolution when it came to video games. So, you know, I don't know. Have you ever played? I'm sure you played Pac-Man before. Oh, hell yeah. I play Pac-Man and then Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah, Miss Pac-Man. Yeah. <laughs> or High Heels. I remember the cartoon when they had... Because they have... It was like Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, Super Pac-Man, and then it was Pac-Baby or Baby Pac-Man. Uh-huh. And I remember just every time the games, when they would unload the games at the arcade, because we had an arcade um, called the Fun-A-Thon. <laughs> and... When they unload Miss Pac-Man, I was like, oh my God. I was like playing it and losing every two seconds. I spent my $2 well that day. Yeah, whatever happened to arcades? My gosh. We had, well, we have a couple here, you know, because we're LA and we like to be Metro. I mean, not Metro, Retro. So we have a couple of them. But yeah, I kind of missed that because that was like the highlight of life. Like it's like the Funathon was where everybody went. If you had a new outfit, you went there. Even though you didn't have to play video games or pool, you went there to show off. Everybody met there. And it was across the street from my aunt's house. So I could just be in my aunt's house and decide if I want to go over there or not. It's according to who's outside hanging out first. But yeah, I, I miss I miss that energy. I missed all of that fun stuff we used to do with arcades. Right. I mean, we'd have arcades. Well... We won't talk uh-uh, about those. Uh-uh. <laughs> I already know what she meant to say. They're not the We're same. Not those. those are not the same. But yeah, I miss the old school arcades. I have a story about those because I really thought the first time I heard that there was an arcade <laughs> in a section, I was like, oh my God, that is so cool. And I was like, no, not those kind of arcades. And I was traumatized. I never forget when I went to one and how I was just disgusted because... You know, I didn't. I, I went and it was explained to me in 1992. Well, I went to the one in Paducah, Tammy's. And um, I remember, like, what is this? And how somebody was trying to 
put something in the house. Like, you will not. I was like, you will not. Uh, you will not. I will not. And that was mad. Tell, Go ahead. Yeah, tell a, a gamer that you have arcades in here. <laughs> and then I'm looking around for the controller. And it's... Uh, I was so disappointed. I was disappointed because I had better movies than what they were playing. So I was like, you know what? I could just stay at home. How about that? And I'm about to sit my ass down. In one of those. No, I remember we, we went. I'm not going to leave my friends. They're probably embarrassed. We went. We Three of us went in because we were all like, what in the world is this? So I remember my friend who was the worst <laughs> because I he is prissy. We were prissy as younger guys. But this hoe sit here and had a bag, the one, but out of his bag pulled out a sheet and put it down so we could sit on I don't blame him. He was like, we're not, he said, we're not, we're just going to see in this. We realize like, this is a waste. Because one friend thought that they will meet somebody there. I'm like, okay. Now we know. Difference when you're 18 and you're now older, what you thought those places were. But anyway. Hindsight is always 22. (laughs) So moving on. Yes. So last Thursday, uh, it was announced that Marvel and Square Enix are going to do a project and they released I think it was like a, a minute video and it looks like uh, it's actually a multi-game partnership so we don't know much of what's going on we just know that a lot of Marvel characters are going to be in it I would imagine a lot of Square uh, Enix mm-hmm. characters are going to be in it as well um, the video you know has always looked good That's to me that's the least you could do uh, with all the technology out there now, mm-hmm. uh, if a game looks good, I mean, you meet like the bare minimal requirements. Um, so we really don't know what it's about. If it's going to be like a fighting game, if it's going to be a role playing game, an action game, it's kind of they didn't give us much. Hmm. Uh, but I, I I agree. I think it's going to be really. It's going to look really good. I think it's going to be whatever it is. Going to be really cute. Um, I already know. It's gonna, you know, we got, got Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel. We got some of those characters. I wonder if they will put in some of the X Men characters in this. Someone said yes, um, but I'm very curious to see how this goes because I know this company is trusted um, amongst many uh-huh. gamers. So you know, this is it was a big announcement, you know, and I I think it, for them to make it such a big announcement is going to be really live it's going to probably force dc to really get their act together because dc normally has good game well mostly good batman games <laughs> that's true because a uh, dc uh their injustice 2 is supposed to be coming out uh here i would say in the next few months or so mm-hmm. um i just hope whatever this game is going to be called is not going to get delayed you know like 10 years <laughs> like some of the other games that we like um so yeah we'll have to keep an eye on that yeah, so I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that. Um, really quick, um, they released the new picture of Ocean's Eight. It's the female spinoff of Ocean's Eleven, which I'm trying to figure out how we go to. I guess because it's only eight of them versus eleven. But um, in this movie, we have I guess Sandra Bullock, um, that that I know of, and then Rihanna is in there. In the back. In the back, I guess. Well, I. I, I, I guess we need to see more about this because it, it could be great. You know, I mean, I just watched, I just watched, I, I mean, I already saw it, but it was on today, the, the new Ghostbusters, and I love the new Ghostbusters. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe it might be as funny or cute as that. Maybe. Uh, well, the, the still that came out of the video, the movie, so it had Rihanna, and I think it had one more other person, woman of color yeah. in the back. So we were like, okay, so why are they all the way in the back? I know I mentioned it online, and then uh, Steph I. Weld of Lemonade Show and Misty's Uninformed Afro said that. And somebody was like, oh, so you automatically assume it's racist? I'm like, well, given Hollywood's track record, they only put out this photo. So we have to base our opinions on the only information that they are giving us. So I'm to me they can do what they want I wasn't looking forward to an Oceans movie I think they kind of 
did a lot in the first of all the remake to begin with because in the original it was the uh oh my god it was frank sinatra you know and all them people in the original original i'm just wanting a heist movie with viola davis which i know is coming out soon i think yeah just give me that yeah yeah, because, you know, there is, and there's another, there's a story, it's a real life story about a black woman who was just stealing for you. <laughs> for you. Yes. yes. I'm like, that's the story I wanted. I, I would love to watch that. Of this woman and who was doing it well. I think Halle Berry is behind that some, in some form of fashion. But I would like to see that because I'm like, that's, inter- that's a real life story. That's an interesting story. This woman did not get caught for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then was bragging about it. Just. <laughs> Right. Just bragging. And if Halle Berry's behind it, I don't want her to be moving around like she was in Catwoman. You know what? I guess we will have to be soft on Catwoman because, again, that that the potential that could have been. But that's true. I don't need her to be prowling around like a cat. But if she is like in the movie or playing the character, I, I'll be behind it because Halle, at, at all, is good. She's a good actress, so I'm always give her all of that. Just no more open toe shoes. <laughs> so some and some more news comics are no longer considered uh in contention for the new york bellers um the, the new york bestseller list why 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 do they why do they take it out because <laughs> they're idiots <laughs> so they said uh they have removed soft uh hardback uh, graphic novels as well as manga and this was originally they first added comic books to their in contention for the New York bestsellers back in 2009. Now they said they just called this inclusion of them and merely an experiment. They didn't give any kind of reason as to why they took them off. And I feel like that is a big, a missed opportunity there for them. Mm-hmm. Especially since newspapers, print in general, are a dying breed as it is. You just segmented that market or basically just cut them off. Especially if you have struggling newspaper sales. So I don't I don't know I don't see the justification as to why they did that. I don't either. I feel like that's you know, I think for a lot of people, especially those who do write or create comics, you know, that was something they do look forward to. And it gives you, you know, kind of that that feeling of, look, you know, New York Times, my work, you know, because, you know, graphic novels are novels. And I don't know if they're, you know, still having that old view of, well, these are kiddie books. But I I, I think they should rethink that. Um, not because I hope to be on that one day, but just mostly because it's, it, it, it is a growing, it's a very strong trend. It's always been a growing trend, um, especially with manga and all that. So I don't know why they would do that, but, you know, it would be their loss. Right, it's their loss. That's, that's all you got to say is their loss. Their loss. And I guess to close out with the rest of our tea is just the SAG Awards. SAG Awards was out this past weekend, and it was wonderful in so many ways because... We got to see a lot of, you know, a lot of the actors and speak out about where we are right now. Um, I think about Stranger Things, how they just just came out and talked about you can punch somebody and, you know. And that white man looked like he listened to Nucky if he bucked before he got on stage. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then you know, I love, um, what's her name? Name of Ryder. Not name of Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. Um, just her look. She, I guess she was like, what? He's, I guess she was surprised and caught off guard, which was like the perfect way to be like, I, you know, I guess he had that plan and, and she was caught off guard. I loved her face for that. Was, she gave us gifts and memes for life. You sure she wasn't high? No, somebody said to me she'd been drinking, but I was. I, she probably was drinking. I probably would have been too. But I love when they called him, before they got on stage, just the kids' reaction because, you know, they was so excited and so happy and again uh-huh. it's a great it's a great series so you know they deserve that i really enjoyed what um and i'm gonna butcher his name my large my Herschel ali uh do you did good that's good 
and what he had to say because again he's Muslim and what he had to say was really great um, um, the cast of Hidden Figures and with them winning it was just very promising Viola Davis um, um, then you had um, Denzel Washington it was very promising um, to see these actors because they have really you know you think about Viola you think about Denzel they've been always giving us good stuff even if they have was in bad movies, they still give us good stuff. Like Vi Viola gives you a great um, kind of a I forgot a librarian character and beautiful creatures. Even though I hate <laughs> that movie, could have been something, but she gave it something. You know, Denzel did a good job when he was in John Q or whatever that movie was. Um, he was the only one who did something in that damn movie. Yeah, so I'm saying these actors will always give us something wherever role they've been in and nice for them to be recognized and not the same old people because I'm tired of seeing, you know, Michelle Williams and all them. I mean, they're good, but, you know, there's others. I'm tired of Emma Stone. I'm tired of these same old sames getting all this praise like they're really doing something. And I'm like, they're really not. But... It was it was very promising and you know SAG Awards is very important too because that is that's peer to peer um, uh -huh. recognition and so I I really appreciate that the Oscars is around the corner so I am really hoping really hoping um, that we do see some good victories that night um, and again people don't get it twisted Oscars is always white. Um, we're still not out of that, so <laughs> please stop with the articles. Please stop with the memes. It, we are still in that in the thick of it. So, one uh -huh. uh, award run doesn't uh, negate all of the blatant racist and bullshit that Hollywood has done over the years. Yeah. Don't get that twisted. Never. And they still doing it. Like, you know, we just had that movie Aloha when they cast Emma Stone as a half Asian woman. Right. Uh, with this blonde hair. And I was like, okay. So, you know, this still happens. This still happens now. You know, even with um, the Ghost in the Machine, we're still dealing with a lot of this stuff. So it has not changed. This is a good step in the right direction, but we still have a long way to go. But congratulations exactly. to all y'all, all of them, who won because that that was a good thing. And again, I love the Stranger Things won for you know best cast in the series or whatever the real title is. But again, that was good for us as geeks to see a, a geek field series win. Uh huh. And so it kind of sets up that the Oscars, like you said, it will be an interesting night to see. Mm -hmm. um, I might watch it again. I haven't watched an award show in, a, like, I haven't watched the Oscars in forever. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for Up Maze Tea. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back in just a few. And I'm Victor. And this is Megashane. Megashane is a queer, people of color, weekly podcast. And we talk about anything from drag, to comics, to video games, to... Boys. And anything else in between. <laughs> so, if you want to listen to us, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And you can follow us on Megashane Pod and Megashane on Twitter. That's right. So, follow us. Talk to us. We'll be here. And we out. Back, and now we're going to get into our king-sized issue. So Yes, we are. So, Nick, tell us what we're going to talk about for our king-sized issue. So, this came to me a few days ago. Um, there is a podcast and now a TV show called Throwing Shade. Mm. And it is ran by a white woman and a white gay guy. Okay. Now... Name aside, the podcast, I think, is good. Their uh, comedic timing is good. Now, what the issue is, is the name itself, Throwing Shade. And it seems a 
a lot of people have an issue with them taking names that have habitually been a person of color lingo, mm-hmm. a queer person of color lingo, and giving a white face to it. So today, I think we're gonna we're gonna talk about how people like to be culture vultures, mm-hmm. as in taking lingo, t- taking certain mannerisms of gay people and putting them into a homogenized state as to it could be easily swallowed by the masses. That, that's a very good point because yeah, I remember when they announced that this was coming out. Now, I didn't and I know of the gay guy because he, he's done stuff like online before. But when they announced I was coming out, I was like, okay. And then they had these two white faces. And I was like, okay. Um, do, did anybody in the room sit down and go, okay, so... This can be problematic. <laughs> because they have to realize, I like, guess, that's something that we have been using for years. I mean, again, and the receipts are there. I mean, receipts are there from 1989 when Paris is Burning came out. I think it was 1989. And um, or when they, no, when they at least did the filming was back then, um, and so and they talked a, a whole segment of throwing shade, a whole segment um, about it, and so I feel like they had to know that okay, we're about to do this, what this what this can do, and I guess some of them are like, well, of course the PC crowd is gonna be blah blah blah, blah. but at the same time, they should have thought about like this name of this. It's going to break up some issues because we got two white people doing this. Uh-huh. And to take something that has been ours, that's been in our culture, it's just, it's, it's, it's a bit wrong. It's, it's just like, okay. Or people producing the show could have been like, okay, well maybe we need to change it up a little bit. Maybe make it four people on the show and two other people are people of color to where... You know, and I listened to the podcast. I didn't even know it was a podcast. But I feel like they are doing nothing no different than the read from what I've read. Is it is it somewhere? Is it around what the read does? It's more... Um, the read covers more pop culture yeah. stuff versus throwing shade covers issues that are prevalent in the gay community and the women's community okay so they do cover some serious shit okay i like for uh, a few episodes ago they had uh oh what's his name mark and i'm gonna screw up his name uh arkello mm-hmm. uh he was one of the creators from the the love is love uh comic book okay. they had him on a show uh they've had ira madison on their show uh they've had a lot of women on their show so it's not as if it's a a whites only type podcast mm-hmm. or that they only cover things that only affect affluent white folks and white gays. Mm-hmm. Um, they are inclusive of the idea, the topics they discuss. Now, I personally, I after listening to this show, I don't have an, a big issue with the name. Although I do look at that sideways, but now gay lingo is so common in today's societies. Like you see even news outlets saying, oh, she threw shade at this and that. You see it on Real Housewives of Atlanta, Orange County, Jersey, you know, wherever. She She's throwing shade this way or I'm side-eyeing her down and, you know, I'm going to read her. And... Not to just to point the fingers to white white people, but black women and others do the same thing. So it's not like we can call out one person, one group of people, without calling out the others. Yeah, and I don't mind people using the lingo because it's the same as you know as black folks. We've always had lingo that got taken and you know like fleek how fleek became just. Went Shit, everything black people did has been taken yeah. and so I just feel like that to see the show I just felt like it just it, it gave me that 
that side eye feeling and you know they probably don't mean any harm with it I know they don't but at the same time it's like you know you're gonna this is gonna just blow this is just gonna blow some people the wrong way you know or just hit some people the wrong way and I wish they would say something about it yeah because as somebody who enjoys the podcast I haven't seen the show because I don't know how that would translate how a podcast would translate on screen yeah plus I don't have cable (laughs) but um I wish they would say something as into the effect like we know that where this term originated from and we are not trying to claim it as our own. Yeah. We are just for lack of a better words borrowing it. But we know where it comes from. Something to that effect. Yeah, I like if they address it or if they address it in one of their podcast shows. I don't know if they still do any podcasts, but uh... Yeah, they are. But even to address it, you know, you bring some people in there to talk about it because it did cause some issues on social media. I mean, people took it. We all talked about it. Um, and for those of us who didn't know who they were, that's what they that's they that's the first introduction is this. Um, so I thought that was very interesting to see. But to think about how we create something and how it it's always taken quick by you know other social outlets or news outlets or whatever misuse it's almost like we we always know we're the funniest people in the room <laughs> we know that but don't sit up there and take from us and not think that we it ain't we don't it's not about we want money for we just want the recognition that this is where you got it from i think about you know buzzfeed has done that for years where something has happened and they taken something, and you know, person that was given never given the credit for it, um, and, and but that's not an overall reflection of Buzzfeed. It's just been instances where we've seen that, or you know, against some of these, like um, Cosmo or Vanity Fair, or some of these places would do these things, um, and not really the lingo, but just what we have created and what we've done recently, like how they talk about Kim Kardashian had these her nails were um, pierced. Listen, they and were then, doing that back in the fucking 80s. I was honest, so they've I'm, been doing that for years. Well, I, I mean, I was in Kentucky. That was in Tennessee. That And when I worked in Georgia, Georgia, I feel like it's the originator of all of, of blackness in some ways. And so they were always creating these new things. And then all of a sudden, you know, Kim does it. And like, look at this new thing. I was like, that ain't new. In fact, if you look back at Jenna Jackson video with um, Busta Rhymes, what's it going to be? What's it going to be, yep. Her fingernails were pierced. If you were in Atlanta in the 90s, everything was pierced. <laughs> hair was <Right>. pierced <laughs> to, to, some, to some degree. Um, hell, they even made jokes about that in BAPS, about how, yep. you know, the new trends and how they, all these things are being done. So, I, you know, it's, I feel like taking things from our culture, taking things from both, you know, people of color as well as queer culture, and not recognizing where it comes from is a, is a true crime because uh-huh. these are creative people. We are creative people. And we, you know, we do these things. We don't do it to be, like, to be super famous. It's usually sometimes an act of, of expression of who, who you are as a person. So I also right. feel like that when you are taking from that, you are disrespecting that. You're disrespecting all that stuff. Like, yeah. We watched um, Paris is Burning. We, and as queer people, we took a lot from that. Because for some of us, you know, we grew up in the small town. That was a life we didn't even think we would ever experience or see or know. You know? And so, of course, we stole from that because that was us. Mm-hmm. Because we share that same community. That's yeah. why it's okay. Because we identify with that. Now, you take somebody like... Uh, Kylie Jenner or somebody who's trying to do Bantu knots and then calling it something else, <laughs> then that's an entirely different thing. Yeah. You're rewriting it, and Bantu knots have been around forever. Mm-hmm. So, what are you really trying to do? If you put a, you're just saying that if I put a white face on it, then all of a sudden it's new and exciting and it's brand new. Yeah. Which is not so not true, and it, you're basically just smudging out all this history of said Bantu knots or said throwing shade or said uh, fingernails, fingernails pierced. 
Hell, even voguing, how that at one point, we wouldn't have known, if Paris is Burning didn't come out, many of us would not have known where voguing came from. Right, and a lot of people say, oh, Madonna, da-da-da-da-da, uh, she uh, helped put it back on the market. That might be, but she was influenced by the, the ballroom scene in New York and the mm-hmm. ballroom scenes in Atlanta and wherever else. Miami, and all, yeah, and all those places that that has been doing it and they're still doing it so you know it's she just put it in the limelight but I wanted more respect to the houses who were doing this to live you know like they were doing this to you know hopefully to win the money to win things to you know help them survive so exactly that was not a game but you know and you know and no no shade to the host of throwing shade but I would like if they would talk about why they got this name and why they're using this name. Right. And then, like, when you even listen to the show, they're not throwing the level of shade that people of color throw. Yeah. So it's like a um, a watered-down version. Mm-hmm. Like, you want a Coca-Cola, but you get, like, an RC Cola instead. <laughs> That's what it's like. RC. <laughs> Gotta go to Kroger for that. But, yeah, that's why they told me that. It was like, they don't really even throw the shade, so why use the name? And I was like, they're trying to be catchy, but they know they know that's a catchy term. So that's why they want to use it to bring everybody over to, you know, their white world. And that's, <laughs> and that's cute and all, but I, I still feel like you need to, rec- you need to also say where you got it from. Right, and even I feel like some gay people do it. Like, for instance, let me explain. For for instance, RuPaul, there are sometimes, and I've just noticed this that she, and I call her she, she goes into like a quote unquote ghetto type voice mm-hmm. when she's trying to get hood or something, and it just seems like she's trying to make fun of or make fun of or kind of oh what's the word you feel yeah I know what you're saying it's like so let me let me black it up by doing this doing a right let me you know do a little little jiving for the white people so they can like me more it's but that's a, a thing that I think black people do in general it's not just RuPaul it's just a lot of us kind of quote unquote black it up so we can be like then that's just it is a weird it I think it's something in our DNA that has just ever since we were stolen from Africa that has just been ingrained in our DNA yeah so you know I mean if you, you know, people who are not a part of us, <laughs> the allies or whatever, just be mindful. You know, if you're going to use our stuff, recognize where you got it from and, and, and always, always reference back to that. Don't sit up here and be like Kiki, talk about the gag is and not trying to recognize the fact that where you got it from. Because we, yeah, we know where you got it from. Um, so, you know, stop this. I mean, like, we don't. It's not about we saying don't touch our stuff, but it's like we're just saying recognize where you got it from. Exactly, and it's everybody can appreciate something from a different culture. Yeah, and I think that where the line gets muddled is that oh, if I can appreciate it, then I can own it, and then I I am this. You know, it's just like just just calm down. Yeah. <laughs> And 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 a, and a and a test to your true creativity or your true artistic self is crediting others, is telling where you got it from, you know, saying like you know my writing style comes from Stephen King or my drawing style comes from Phil Jimenez or, you know, be 
you should be able to say that's where you got it from. Don't try to showboat up like you just like I. Right, well, this is me. I'm like, mm. yeah, this is all me up in here. And I'm like, no, really? No. Are, you, are you sure? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. So you just keep that in mind. Like, and, and we will know. So that's the other thing is you can't do this anymore, and we won't know. We know the receipts come out fully ready to go within minutes on Twitter. Somebody will always find something to be like, um, you didn't do this. This is where it came from. So <laughs> be ready for that. So those of y'all who want to appropriate or whatever you want to do, be ready that somebody will call you out on it. And it's not like when you maybe, because sometimes you may have the same thought. For example, you may use the same GIF as someone else did, but y'all didn't know that you did it until somebody says, oh, this person did it two hours before you did. That happens. But... That's totally different than you taking something that you know that wasn't yours and you know that was that 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 was a part of a different culture and try to and you try to remix it to fit your own thing. Don't do that. Don't. Yeah. All in all, it's a very tricky and complicated issue that I mean, we could spend all day speaking about the complexities of being a culture vulture and what you should and shouldn't do and you know this that and the third but it's that now nah, that throwing shade i knew folks had an issue with it and i was under like what do i say do i say oh do i say something about it because i'm actually a fan of the podcast or do i just keep my mouth shut and you know not say anything it was it was weird yeah. And I'm still uh, like kind of on the fence about it because one part of me wants to say like did you all even think about, you know, what your name is and all of that mm-hmm. versus oh I'll just go ahead and be mad and you know, not give them a chance to respond to it and delete them or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But yeah. That's a lot to think about. <laughs> <laughs> it is. All right. Well, um, even before we move any further, just a couple of things. So, about Nicole Kidman, we now know that, yes, she is going to be the mother. She is Queen Atlantia. Um, so, that that's, that's who she is. She will be Queen Atlantia. So, she will be his real mother. Oh. <laughs> yes. And we didn't talk about this, but I forgot. Um, ben Affleck is no longer directing the Batman. So that means no Batman movie. Good. <laughs> well, you, you know that's not the case with them. You know they're going to find some intern. <laughs> I mean, I just, I hope they don't have <laughs> Zack Snyder because he's already, I think that man is seriously. Um, he's Satan. He needs to speak to a licensed therapist. Like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, maybe at like 9 a.m. Because he is, like, I saw something that he wanted to do some crazy-ass shit in Batman versus Superman. And he wanted somebody, like, Batman to be raped in prison? Like, what, what was that? Right. Like, what does that have to do with anything? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I mean, keep that to Sean Cody and um, Titan Media. Keep all that over there, because that's where we, you know, we can, whatever. And I don't want to use rape culture as... Uh, you know, but keep those type of prison fantasies. I'll just say that prison fantasies over there in that world. But let's not try to. It wouldn't make any sense to put that scene in that movie anyway. It wouldn't further the plot. It wouldn't bring back no. his parents. No, there was never ish. There was never in all his what seventy something years. There was never an. Maybe, but anyway, maybe, maybe Zack Snyder's a sub. You know, you just never know. <laughs> He's probably somebody that needs to be spanked and beaten and whipped. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Lord. I mean, that's between him and his God. And and his dominatrix or dominator or daddy. You need one, whoever. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> that does bring it close to the show, you all. Yes. Uh, you can follow us on uh, Twitter at Megashane Pod or Megashane. I'm at Porter Pizzazz and Victor is at Wonder Man 5. Uh, 
visit our website at themegastream.com. We're also on Facebook. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, topics, you can send us an email at megastream6 at gmail.com. Uh, what else? Read Victor's Strange Lore comic, webcomic. Yes. Uh, anything it. else? Um, no, I think we're good. Um, just hang in there, people. We know it's a lot going on, but we we come out stronger at the end of any type of adversity. We always come out stronger, so just keep that in mind. Exactly. Also, uh, if you like music, use the hashtag for first picks and you can listen to uh, songs of the day that I picked. Um, and I think that is about it. All right, everybody. So we'll see y'all next week. Y'all take care. All right.